are finding your strength and your source in Him. And tonight, I'm hoping that this message encourages you in the midst of everything that's going on. Um, there's a lot of darkness that has taken place. Um, different things going on within the government. Different things going on within Afghanistan. And some people are saying that they feel hopeless. They feel like they don't know what is really going to happen. And tonight I want you to listen very closely at the words, the scriptures, and take them deep into your spirit. Because there is... It's, it's going to be needed for you to carry on with a certain level of maturity. You know, whether you want to accept it or not, every one of you is a leader. And people are, are watching you. They're following you. They may not tell it to your face, but they're watching the things that you do. So because of that, the things that you do can positively impact people for Christ or negatively impact people for Christ. God wants to bring hope and encouragement to everyone under the sound of my voice. Your situation may look like it is never ending, hopeless, and will go on forever. But God wants you to know that is not the case. The Antichrist spirit works to bring people into depression about their situation. This is something that we see going on right now. God has given everyone a measure of faith to use. It is this faith that God has given you that you need to use to finish your assignment. Most everyone in here has received prophetic word and God has spoken directly to you saying, I want you to do this or I want you to do that. And if you were like me and most people, your first thought is, there's no way in the world I'm able to do that. <laughs> if you're honest, you know, it's just such such a big, lofty thing that God has asked for you to do. And we don't understand that he takes us there piece by piece. You know, he, he builds us up. He gives us wisdom and instruction, pushes us to another level. We get some more wisdom and instruction and pushes us to another level. So we finally reach the destination that he's set for us. And sometimes we can look at other people and make a comparison to someone else and say, well, I'm not as far along as they are. And you should not do that because you don't know what their journey is. You don't know what it is that they have to do for the Lord. So your, your part of your journey is specifically for you. It's meant for you to grow and to become stronger in the Lord. So these measures of faith that God has given you, you have everything that you need right now to move into that thing that God has promised you you were going to do. You have it right now. Do you know how to use it? Some of us don't. We're learning. We're in the process of doing that. But as we come through this process, by the time everything is said and done, you're going to know 
and you're going to be able to walk in a confidence that you never thought possible. So let's look at Psalms 25, verses 1 to 7. This is prayer for protection, guidance, and heart in the Psalm of David. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you, I have unwavering trust, and I rely on you with steadfast confidence. Do not let me be ashamed, or my hope in you disappointed, or my hope in you be disappointed. Do not let my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, none of those who expectantly wait for you will be ashamed. Those who turn away from what is right and deal treacherously without cause will be ashamed, humiliated, and embarrassed. Let me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you and only you I wait expectantly all the day long. Remember, O Lord, your tender compassion and your loving kindness, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your loving kindness, remember me. For your goodness sake, O Lord. Strong words from David, but words that will cause you to see that he placed his total and complete trust in the Father. And in your everyday walk with the Lord, you have to do the same thing. David had many adverse circumstances, and it would have been easy for him to give up and throw in the towel during those adverse circumstances. There are times when the situations that God has you in are to prove to the devil that you're not going to leave God. And we have to be reminded of that. You know, there's a lot of people right now who are on sick beds, and I'm pretty sure there is some, hey God, what's, what's really going on here? You know, why are you allowing this to happen? Why are you allowing me to go through this? And it's to build trust. It's so that you understand that you have to maintain your hope in Him. The devil likes going before God and challenging him with us. In the midst of our hottest trials, we can't forget this. There are times when you really have to battle thinking negative thoughts. They're there. They're everywhere in the atmosphere right now. You must always choke the life out of those thoughts and not allow them the air they need to breathe. You must always choke the life out of those thoughts and not allow them the air that they need to breathe. This is important because this is a role, this is a part that we have to play in maintaining our relationship and our walk with the Lord. And this is something that as you start growing in the Lord, it becomes second nature to you. You know that these are the things that you have to do to build yourself up to keep yourself up. If you allow yourself to get down on your situation, you may never get back up. And see, this is something that we have to understand. And sometimes it seems like we're just trying to be positive, positive, positive. But most of us have been through some deep, dark valley experiences 
we've been through some deep depressions and we know how hard it is to climb out of that it is so much easier to stay and fight than to let yourself slip down in that hole because sometimes it doesn't seem like you're ever going to get out of that hole so it's important that your hope is maintained if you allow yourself to get down on your situation you may never get back up not because God is not able but because the enemy comes in with so much deception that he fills your atmosphere with evidence that points to the opposite of what God has said it's systematic and it's amazing how quickly a negative situation can be compounded you got a flat tire you got a flat tire and you go to the air pump the air pumps broke <laughs> you go to the air pump the next air pump and it's broke then you find out that your rim is bent you know and if you allow these things to push you down you'll stay down I remember one time when I was coming here when I first started coming to the church I got a flat tire out here on Route 10 and you couldn't tell me that the devil didn't flatten my tire <laughs> you just could not tell me that but the reality was the tires that I had were bald I didn't do the proper maintenance on the vehicle that I should have done but in my new Christian found uh, beliefs the devil was attacking me sometimes it's not the devil it's things that you're supposed to do things that you're supposed to maintain in order to uh, make sure that your vehicle is running in, in good running order are you blaming things on the devil that are a responsibility of yours to maintain some people who are battling these spirits of infirmity it probably has nothing to do with the devil whatsoever it's just a bug just a virus we still pray we still intercede we still hold them up but sometimes we need to put things in proper perspective and not just go whole hog it's always the devil because sometimes it's it's a very simple thing that we miss and then this this affects your prayer because you know God why are you letting the devil attack me and he's like the devil didn't attack you this is just a natural event that occurred you know keep keep going keep moving keep your hope in me I'm going to straighten things out I had something happen to me a couple of weeks ago I was uh, I was out on Sorghum Mill Road car just died just completely stopped right in the middle of the road as I was driving and I just knew I said man we lost we lost an engine in another car two months ago but God praise God he gave us a brand new engine the, the, the company paid for brand new engine to put it in so as I'm driving and the car cuts off and I can't get it started I'm like how dumb how dumb are you devil so call my brother I kind of nursed it over to him and we all believe that there's a thing called antifreeze <laughs> <laughs> if you don't put that in your car <laughs> it stops working 
Says right to move off. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm in my feelings and my flesh, and God, why are you allowing this to happen? And this shouldn't be happening. And here, here I am. <laughs> so my brother puts half a gallon of antifreeze in there, and I'm, I've been running ever since. <laughs> Sometimes we make things bigger than what they really are. So if I would have let my hope wane and get down and then come to this situation where it was something very simple, the devil would have kept compounding and placing things on top of me to, to just make me look at the negative, to make me look at the circumstances and to not rise above and say inside, I'm going to be okay. If the car falls apart, it just falls apart. I'm going to be okay. God will provide. So the, the mentality in, in, in the mindset of hope is you don't let yourself go down. You keep yourself up there. Find something to encourage yourself with. Find some little thing that will bring you and keep you at an even level, at an even keel. If you, if you allow yourself to get down on your situation, you may never get back up. Not because God is not able, but because the enemy comes in with so much deception that he fills your atmosphere with evidence that points to the opposite of what God has said. This is so true in all of our situations, and we cannot allow ourselves to get down or become negative. Psalms 33:18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon those who fear him, and worship him with awe-inspired reverence and obedience. On those who hope confidently in his compassion and loving kindness. Isaiah 26.3 You will keep in perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast, that is committed and focused on you, in both inclination and character, because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. In Isaiah 40:31, But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles, rising toward the sun, they will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. And I'm using the Amplified Version for a reason because you hear how rich the wording is. You hear how rich and clear it is. I'm going to read Isaiah 40:31 again. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, will gain new strength. We need strength every day. And we don't need yesterday's strength. We need today's strength in order to deal with the things that we have going on on a regular basis. You can only get that strength as you keep your hope in Him. Renewed power. God is going to renew our power as we hope in Him. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God. I love that part. 
because that's our heart's cry each and every day to be closer to God than we today than we were yesterday. Tomorrow to be closer to Him than we were today. This is our heart's cry. And if we have that mindset, that inclination, God is always going to take care of us. It may not be the way that we want it, but He will always be there to take care of us. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you do get weary and you get tired. You can't pretend that this is not happening because it does happen. You need to confess this before the Lord and then maintain your hope. Bring your hope. Hope brings an anointing for you to be sustained in the midst of your battle. To have hope is more than ignoring your circumstances or pretending that they're not there. No, hope is knowing that your situation is bleak. And if God doesn't intervene, there is no way out. Yet despite all the evidence that it's not going to work, deep down on the inside, you just have to have a knowing that God is going to turn this thing around. Deep down on the inside, you just have a knowing that God is going to turn things around. You know, when we talk about the promises and the prophecies that we've gotten over the years, you know, when you look back and see how God has fulfilled each and every one of these things, it, it, it solidifies your connection with Him. You know, it, it makes you stronger. It makes you have more confidence and more trust in Him because He spoke it and it came to pass. God is not looking for us to walk with our heads in the sand. On the contrary, He wants us to be able to mature and look at our circumstances and say, yes, this is really bad, but God is more than able to see us through. Yes, this is really bad, but God is more than able to see us through. In all things, God wants us to be honest with Him. We need to understand that we have choices in everything that we do for God. We have the choice to keep our hope in Him, or we have the choice to let that hope fade and go into despair. I want to challenge you and encourage you to make the choice to stay in hope. Our hope is tied to our faith in God. Just like God brags on us to the enemy, God wants us to brag on God to the enemy. Yep. This is a real situation that the devil is working in. You're not stopping me. You're not keeping me from doing what God has told me that I'm going to be doing. You're not holding me back. You're not stopping the church. You're not stopping my friends. We're all going to make it. We're all going to cross the finish line. Look at what God is going to do through all of us. This has to be our, our mindset. This has to be our focus. Our hope is tied to our faith in God. Just like God brags on us to the enemy, God wants us to brag on God to the enemy. Some of the things that the Lord has empowered us with is the gift of laughter. 
Laughter is a weapon that we use in exorcisms. It drives the enemy insane. When you laugh at the enemy, that is a sure sign that your hope has remained in God. There have been times in an exorcism where God will anoint us to laugh at the enemy inside of the person. This weakens the devil and he leaves and goes to the pit. We're going to be in some really intense battles. And in order for us to complete them, in the victory, our hope must remain steadfast. And we need to learn to laugh. We need to learn to allow that joy of the Lord to bubble up on the inside of us and to come forth. Even in the dumbest situations, allow that weapon to come up. Because it really is a weapon that's breaking down the stronghold. It's breaking down that negativity that the enemy is trying to surround you with. It's breaking down the depressions and the anxieties that are out there. And if you're not aware of this, we're constantly surrounded by evil spirits. We're surrounded by angels, but we're also surrounded by evil spirits. People pray dumb things against us. People pray things that they think God wants us to have. And those, those prayers open doorways for demons to try to find a way to get into you. And if you're not walking in your hope like you should, that doorway can be open, and then you can find yourself bound. You can find yourself in a, in a depressed state and not knowing where it came from. And all along it was a setup. It was a step-by-step -step setup to bring you down and to, to destroy you. I was thinking about Sister Teresa the other day. She has faith like none other. She just believes. I remember when Gabriel had been kidnapped and we were praying and believing that he would be returned. Teresa wrote on the back of her car something that would keep her faith up. She never let go of the hope that God would bring Gabriel home. Not one time. She was never negative about it. She was always positive. I just believe, I just believe, I just believe. She kept her hope in God. She didn't let anything that the enemy said to them or the rest of the family sway her. She knew that she knew that she knew that Gabriel was coming home. All of us have stories like this where it didn't look like God was going to come through, but he did. He showed up and with the unexpected miracle blessing and saved the day. Remember those victories. Keep them at the forefront of your mind. I'm here to tell you that if you don't get this down in your spirit, man, you will not make it. And I'm not trying to be negative. I'm trying to give you tools that will help you because the battles that we're facing are intense. And sometimes you're not going to be able to reach out to someone else to get a prayer in. They're, they're not going to be there because they're in the midst of their own battle. So you have to learn how to use the hope that God has given you in order to move forward. The Antichrist spirit is on the move. And he is bringing darkness to the entire land. Not just the United States, but worldwide. Did you know that the suicide rates and rates of depression are off the charts in this season? Many people are still having a hard time dealing with COVID and the lockdowns and not being able to go to school and these rates are extremely high right now 
I don't know why they're trying to uh, they're not trying to keep it a secret they really are working to the mental health professionals are working to try to get this under control but they cannot keep up with it and neither can the church we have more people who are needing exorcisms to fight and battle anxiety and depression than ever before it's 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 an ever-increasing thing there are not enough ministers to meet the needs of the people what do these people need they need to have their hope restored maintaining your hope in God is critical to being able to finish the plan that God has for you Jeremiah 17 7 blessed with spiritual security is the man who believes and trusts in and relies on the Lord and whose hope and confident expectation is the Lord Jeremiah 29 11 for I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you says the Lord plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope so God is going to give you hope to keep you going Lamentations 324 the Lord is my portion and my inheritance says my soul therefore I have hope in him and wait expectantly for him John 12:46. I have come as a light into the world so that everyone who believes and trusts in me as Savior all those who anchor their hope in me and rely on the truth of my message will not continue to live in darkness I don't like darkness I like having lights on <laughs> I like having lights on in my vehicle at home I just I just don't like being in the dark and I'm not scared of it I just don't don't like it so there's not anything that the enemy does that is good in the dark so as you can see from these scriptures hope is very important is a very important item in your arsenal as a child of God hope enables you to be blessed with spiritual security hope is a gift that God gives those who are his children hope enables you to receive what's rightfully yours as a king's kid and you 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 say this we say this but I really want you to get this in your spirit because you are you're God's child and he wants you to have the best he wants you to have the very best sometimes that comes with a price sometimes it, it comes very easily but whatever it is he just wants you to have the best and we need to develop the mindset and the mentality that we're God's kids at all times hope being anchored in Christ keeps you from walking in darkness God does not want us to ignore what is going on he wants us to be mature and understand that he is working these situations out for our good now I want to talk about Paul this is Acts 27 verses 13 to 26 and this is a situation that's about hope and put yourself in this situation because this talks about some adverse circumstances that Paul had to go through Acts 27 verses 13 to 26 when the south wind blew softly 
supposing that they had obtained their desire putting out the sea, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after a tempestuous headwind arose, called Euryclidon. So when the, ship, when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. They just, they just went with the wind. And running under the shelter of an island called Clauda, we secured the skiff with difficulty. When they had taken it on board, they used cables to undergird the ship, and fearing lest they should run aground on the Sirtis sands, they struck sail, and so were driven. And because we were exceedingly tempest-tossed, the next day they lightened the ship. On the third day we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. Now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. So, so picture this. They're in this boat. This strong wind had pushed them out to sea. Then all of a sudden, there's no wind. Without wind, they, they couldn't move. They were stuck where they were at. Sometimes, that adversity, that wind that comes around about us is a very good thing. Because God is using that wind to move you where he needs you to be at. Sometimes we complain about this is this is too much. I've got too much to do. I've got too much on my plate. And you're missing the fact that without that wind, it's not pushing you in the direction that God wants you to be in. Verse 21, but after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me, and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disastrous loss. Now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid. Paul, you must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore take heart, men, for I believe God, that it will be just as it was told me. However, we must run aground on a certain island. So God had this thing all set up because he knew that Paul's purpose was not yet fulfilled. The men on this ship had given up hope of being saved. This situation is extremely bad, and if it had not been for the will of the Lord, they all would have died. But here is Paul with his hope and his belief in God, that the plan that he had for his life had not come to pass yet. He stood and gave them all instructions that would literally save their lives. It was because Paul didn't let his hope in God, no matter how bad things got, dwindle. When you look at this situation, you can see there is a natural limit to hope. When the natural limit to hope ended, the supernatural hope in Jesus Christ kicked in, and Paul was able to bring comfort to these men. We have to recognize that God is going to take us past the natural hope we have into the supernatural. This is where you know that it is not by your might, nor by your power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. There is a supernatural hope inside of you, and God is teaching us how to dwell in that realm. 
Teresa may not have even known it at the time, but all the natural hope had left that situation. After weeks went by, but the supernatural hope that Teresa had kept her going. Can you hand me my cup over there? Romans 4.16 Therefore, inheriting the promise depends entirely on faith. That is, confident trust in the unseen God. In order that it may be given as an act of grace. His unmerited favor and mercy so that the promise will be legally guaranteed to all the descendants of Abraham. Not only for those Jewish believers who keep the law, but also for those Gentile believers who share the faith of Abraham, who is the spiritual father of us all. As it is written in scripture, I have made you a father of many nations in the sight of him who believed. That is God who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. In hope against hope, Abraham believed that he would have become a father of many nations, as he had been promised by God. So numberless shall your descendants be. Without becoming weak in faith, he considered his own body, now as good as dead, for producing children since he was about a hundred years old. And he considered the deadness of Sarah's womb, but he did not doubt or waver in unbelief concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and empowered by faith, giving glory to God, being fully convinced that God had the power to do what he had promised. Therefore, his faith was credited to him as righteousness, right standing with God. And when you look at the rest of this story, it's the hope that Abraham had that kept him going. It's the hope in Jesus Christ. I want to challenge you and encourage you tonight to maintain your level of hope and to be at peace in your walk with the Lord. Hello? Can somebody hear me? This is Montana Civil Defense. Come in here, calling Raven. Come on, Raven. Come in here, calling Raven. We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths, given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later. <laughs>